Maybe we went to a kid that got stabbed like five times. Where at? Not like where it was the location of the city where he was oh, stabbed, but back. where did he get stabbed on his, his person? In just his on back. his back. And then, okay. Yeah, well, they went to a non-trauma hospital, and the hospital that's in my beat is a trauma center. So he gets transferred there, and the transferring hospital is like, it's life-threatening. <laughs> Hello, hello. I was jamming out with a bat as a guitar. You had a guitar last time. I did. It's still right here. Hold on. Yeah, get it. You could have done the slide, but you didn't. Yeah. Uh, The fake guitar that no one in your house plays, yet you have one. Yeah. So (laughs) what about it? I don't get it. Whatever. My wife's uncles that she got, and she was like, I'm going to learn. And now it's sitting in my hands, and now I'm going to end up freaking strumming it again. It looks like it has um, a deer or some kind of... Leaf impressions in the uh, on the face of it. What is that a picture I of? Think, I think it's just like leaves or something. Hold okay. on, let me let me get a better look at it. Yeah, I have no clue what the hell this okay. is. <laughs> All right, that would work better though for the slide and during the intro than my bat that I just used. But whatever, I saw it here and I had to for try it. episode fifty. I'll do it. All right, you can do the drum beats and the slide guitar slide. Uh, welcome to episode 49. The 49er episode. Yeah. Just sit in that for a second, Mike. Just just soak it in. Hate it. Take it in. Hate it. Love it. It's the greatest ever. I'm Mike Morazzo. That's Brian Silvera. Brandon. Did you show me Brian? <laughs> I did. I've been I doing did. this for I how long? A shot. <laughs> the hell? You've thrown me off with the whole 49 thing, Brandon. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See My you episode just 50. Doubled. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Welcome to the 49er episode. We're going to talk about every 49er loss in their history. Oh, God. Do we have to? <laughs> I, you know, I somewhat, sometimes wonder that if people like take a look at the episode names and let's say they're not sports fans and they go, who the fuck is Pablo? I was going to say Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Pablo Escobar. Why is he on a podcast? Pablo Escobar. Why is yeah, he, why we're is, uh, channeling, channeling him from the why, dead. Yeah, why is he called the, the panda? But, you know. Well, um, you got to listen to the show to find out. Yeah. So I, <laughs> Jackie Robinson episode. I don't know. People think what the hell's going on. This is a hey, place if it gets people to listen, who cares? Yeah. I mean, we do have an episode called Masturbating Cops, so that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I just out of sheer morbid curiosity, I would click on that. Right. Have you taken a look back at just the title names of our episodes? Because I don't send them to you. I just figure no, you, you look them up. No, you just name them. It's like 90% of well, this podcast. You just make shit up, and no, then we, like, I find out about it later. We agree on the name normally, if like the episode numbers, like if we're going to name it after a sports person. But on occasion, I just use stuff that, we talk about in the show, like yeah. the masturbating cops and guy gets attacked in a sh- the guy in a shower or whatever the hell. Some of the episode names are actually pretty funny. Yeah. That's, I'm going through them right now. <laughs> There's like 70 on there because of the pre-show. So yeah. 74. Yeah. Yeah. Masturbating uh, cops, Cinco de Mayo and job interviews. <laughs> right. Those All three, of these things go together. Right. Like, what the hell? Uh, Car chases and exorcisms. I like that. <laughs> Good stuff. 
Hey, rookie, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, man. So we have to get back to more original names other than just sports numbers. Do we? Do no, we have we to? don't have to. <laughs> Whatever we're doing is working for a little it while. It says who? So just I'm, waiting to see if there's any. I'm going to go look and see if there's new uh, new uh, reviews. Oh, on Apple? I don't even get to check yeah. them, actually. No, there's not. Okay. I looked. So right. we were going to get a couple things oh, before we get started. with. What, Are we doing some housekeeping? Well, we had mentioned in episode 48, the great 48, that um, we were going to offer a driver back system to anybody that wrote in a question. I got like two questions. Okay, we got two entries. So we'll we'll go over that. And Should we sh- flip a coin? <laughs> That's a good idea. Yes, we will flip a coin because we don't have All to right. put it on the computer and draw a name since there's only okay, two. Do you have a coin? Because I don't have a coin. <laughs> I have a wooden coin right behind me. There you go. That'll yeah. work. Um, Is it the WorkbenchCon one? No, it's I got one from Marty at Red Leg, and then one's from, okay, I think, CWO. So um, also, I sent Michelle Brule of Driverback a detailed email saying, hey, we're kicking off your sponsorship and this episode was sponsored by you and we're going to need to send a, a driver back system to the winner and crickets. I used to have crickets on here. <laughs> I don't have it anymore, the sound just, effect. Just start pushing buttons, see what happens. <laughs> no, I got the question one. It's one. There's a question in there from David Franklin from about three months ago, I'm sure. Let's hear. <laughs> oh, it's not lit up, which means I removed the sound in there. Okay. There you go. Good job. So anyways, uh, if someone does win this system, I'm going to have to buy it because Michelle's not getting back to me. She's been busy, apparently. We will make sure that you get one. So they don't even listen to the show. (laughs) But we have to be men of our word and honor what we said we were going to do. So I'll read the questions to you, and then we'll flip a coin. (laughs) Okay. All right. Do do we want to do that now? No, no, no. Or do we want to wait? Oh. I don't know. It's up to you because that, that's care. after the care. law enforcement portion. So we'll kick care. off the woodworking portion let's, with let's the giveaway. Let's just go with it. I don't care. You want to go with it? Sure. All right. Let me bring up my email. All right. This is what you called unplanned radio. All right. First question comes from my friend Dan. And Dan writes, Mike and Brandon, the driver back would be helpful as my kid doesn't know what bit is when I ask him for it. He doesn't know what a bit is when I ask him for it. His kid's nine, by the way. Question about the driver back. My nine-year-old knows what a bit is. Matthew doesn't. All right. Question about the driver back. Is it possible to shoot the driver bits out of the driver as to have it act like a grappling gun a la Batman? I like free stuff, and I want a free drill drill, drill G-string. That's question number one. I appreciate the honesty. (laughs) <laughs> I just want some free shit. Uh, no, it doesn't work as a grappling gun, although I have been able to eject the bit and then it retracts all the way back into its spot on more than one occasion. So. Good point. The second one, hey, guys, Stan from Long Island here. Hey, I'm a heavy machine operator, local 102. My question for you wood guys is what kind of fun can I do with all the sawdust that I make doing them work working projects, woodworking projects? I hate just throwing away 
or use it to plug me some holes. It seems like such a waste. Any fun things you guys do with it? Maybe bottle it up and make me some sawdust cologne that George Clooney might wear. Thanks, guys. That's the second question. I really want Stan to sound like that. <laughs> I imagine just that would make me so happy. <laughs> me too, because that's how I picture Stan from Long Island. Yes, or New absolutely. Jersey or whatever the fuck so, so Mike, what, what do you do for fun with your sawdust? I actually uh, use it with glue to fill holes. He said and... other than that. Oh. Jeez. Oh, you know what you can do with it? You read the damn question. <laughs> Twice I read it. Um, <laughs> you can take the sawdust, and I, I like to, my mother-in-law, I would give it to her, and she would take egg crates, not the plastic ones, but the actual yeah, like fibrous. The biodegrad- yeah, yeah. Biodegradable stuff. And she would... Fill them with uh, sawdust and wax in each one of those little egg holders, and then cut them individually, and they make fire starters. You just light the whole thing on fire. Okay, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I know you can like use it out in uh, like gardens and stuff. Yeah, you can. I actually give away my big bag of sawdust after my dust collector gets filled. Mm-hmm. I put it on Facebook Marketplace. People come and grab it. They won't pay me for it. Like Jonathan gets up in Wisconsin, someone pays Jonathan yeah. back for his. Like farmers, because he's surrounded by farms. Yeah. So the local people around here, they'll take it for free, but they won't pay me for it. So I just give it away because I don't want to put it in a dumpster. It also uh, can be used uh, basically like baby powder. Uh, prevents chafing. Get out. Uh, try it. It's I'm not going to try it. I would go with the finer yeah, stuff instead not of the like stuff big, that has shards in it. No, I would go with the much finer powders for that one. But um, yeah, right. no, you can. You can just throw it down there, and it'll uh, absorb all the moisture and uh, leave an interesting smell. You can also use for, it to uh, pick up um, paint spill and, you know, um, anything you spill on the floor in your shop. Puke. Or puke, right? Puke. You can do that. Works. Um, maybe the oil spots on your floor in your garage. I'm I'm sure there are some uh, bedroom applications that you could Possibly. use that for. I don't know yeah. why you would, but I'm sure you could. Because it's handy. I mean, it seems like a very Long Island thing to do. So let me grab this wooden coin, and we'll flip the coin and see who gets one of these driver bit sets that I have to actually purchase and send to them. Okay. All right, okay. Who are, who are you rooting for? <laughs> New Jersey guy. You're, you're rooting for Stan? Stan. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of rooting for the guy whose kid doesn't know what the hell a bit is, which I would argue that you're failing as a father. Uh, all right, true. Don't true. take that the wrong way, okay? I'm, I'm it's a to, joke. They're both going to have to listen sure to this episode to find out who won. Yeah, because I'm not reaching out to you. All right, this is okay, so, a wooden coin from Marty at Red Lake Woodshop. Okay. On one side, it's got, this will be the heads, Red Lake Woodshop. Okay. And on the back, which would be the tails, it says, how did you X America today? So, How did you mark it? I like that coin. Yeah. So we'll flip this one. Heads will be for Stan, and tails, America, will be for Dan. All right. Stan and Dan. Red leg, All right. Now Stan. let's establish something real quick. You're yes. going to flip it. I'm going to flip it. You're going to catch it. I'm going to try and catch it, and, and I'm going to put it on my wrist. Okay, and then... Raise your hand up so yeah, yeah. that the camera can see us, so that people know that there is no shenanigans or tomfoolery. In right. This. I'm going to move the mic out of the way, though. Okay. Sounds good. All right. 
There we go. Moving the mic. Flipping the coin. My kind of caught it. Landed it on his hand. And the winner is... America. Dan. Dan, you are the winner. And you can teach your son all about bits. what a bit is. Bits and stuff. Bits and bits and bits. I'm going to send... You can teach him, like, this is a Phillips bit. This is a square bit. This is a star bit. This is a fuck you. He's not. He's he's ready to learn. So that'll that'll make Dan happy. Um, Now, I have to send Michelle Dan's address. Since she's not answering me, I don't know if I should just buy it and ship it to him. I don't want to ship it to me because then she'll think I'm getting one for myself. At least... At least try, yeah. I would say. I'm going to reach out to her, wait a period of time, tonight. yeah, and then. All right, thanks, we'll... Marty, for the coin. Yeah, and I'm I'm sad that we didn't do this when David sent a question in. Yeah, he would have had a 33 percent chance of winning. He would have. So, but then we would have had to like get computers involved and. <laughs> Yeah, or and we all know what happens when we get computers involved. <laughs> nothing good with me. I have a bag of D and D dice, so I've got like five sided, six sided, eight, seven. Probably have a three sided. Can I have a three sided dice? You can't have a that's a triangle. Dice. I don't think that works. No, it's four and up. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to do that next time if we have like twenty questions. Like that's ever going to happen. That would be a, <laughs> wouldn't a, that be a sight? I'll use a 20 sided <laughs> die and we'll just assign a number to each person and we'll just roll it and then we'll have it. Speaking of like many sided dice. Yes. And rolling. Uh, does your patrol team have rules that if you were to violate, you would then be fined. And depending on the degree of the violation, you would have to roll a dice to multiply your fine by. No. So we do. Explain. So, okay. So, for example, one of our rules is getting toned on the radio. That's for those of you who don't know. Uh, your dispatcher comes up with your call sign and you don't answer. And they come up again. You don't answer. And... Usually they give it three strikes and you're out and they do it the third time. You still don't answer. And then you hear, you need to stand by for the tone. Oh. And then, and then you just hear your call sign on repeat. Over and over until, until you answer? You, until you answer. Wow, that's pretty high tech. So if you missed that, that is. Uh, it, it's Kangaroo buck, court? It's called a buck fund. Okay. So it's the initial fine is a dollar. And then if it's a severe enough uh, crime, such as getting toned, uh, you then roll a 20-sided die. <laughs> and multiply. And multiply that by your fine number. Okay. And then we put it all into a pot, and at the end of the shift, we have a good party. End of the shift year? Yes. Okay. So end of our, our year-long shift. So we oh, collect we it over that. the course of the year. But we only have then, four guys on our shift. <laughs> You got it. We gotta might have it. twelve dollars okay. net fund by the time it's over. I've seen four person teams come up with like thousands of dollars. But here's what you happens. Gotta get, you got to get pretty ruthless. Here's what happens in our department if we do that. Seven fifty eight. I don't answer. Uh, Seven fifty eight. 
I don't answer. My phone goes off in two seconds. They're calling you on the radio because the next guy doesn't want to get screwed and have to take a call for you. So he's going to call you on your phone first to make sure you actually answer the radio. Yeah. And then they'll. Well, that's sometimes, especially on midnights, you'll hear like, all right, you understand by for the tone. Then you hear the sergeant come up and just be like, I'll call him. <laughs> right. Don't tone it out. Just we don't need this. <laughs> so did that happen to you this week while you were at work? No, I didn't get toned. Uh, but we also have a rule because one of the teams, uh, we have it for both teams on the channel. We contribute to the same fund. So one of the teams is an FTO team, one of the teams is not. So we have a rule that we have established that a recruit cannot cause a fine. Because I will let a recruit get toned because I think it's part of the learning process. Right. But I, I have been fined for um, not putting myself... Um, as arrived on the call. Either on I the still, computer or you call 1023. Well, I we well, call 1097. Okay. So, but yes, I didn't mark myself as arrived. I was still showing in route. I don't touch the there. computer. I just use the, I just call in on the, on yeah. the radio. Okay. Yeah. So I, I thought about disputing it, but because I had the recruit and her job was to work the radio for the day. Right. It's her fault. But she was still in limbo phase. So I was still ultimately the one in control. So I paid my buck because if I had taken it to court and lost double the fine, we don't paying two bucks. We don't have enough people to monitor the progress of those fines. If you know what I mean? Because our dispatch well, is going to be involved. Well, no, no, no. You designate one person on the patrol team. That's the treasurer. So like but there's what if one guy on our team for a week on vacation. Well, then you guys got to figure out he has to designate Someone that collects okay. the fines. Okay. I like the idea. Because then you guys can go out to like a real nice dinner to like celebrate. Like, hey, you know, real great working with you guys and we're all going to go our separate ways. And <laughs> Yeah. So I've seen teams fully fund like dinners at five-star restaurants. I've seen trips to Vegas fully paid for. Wow. I've seen trips to Tahoe paid for and bail money paid for. That's supposed to get into that part. I've well, I was okay. It wasn't my team. I wasn't a part of it. <laughs> oh, I have a question for you about your work. You posted. I, um, I have an answer. You posted on your Instagram stories a picture of an officer, and I don't know what that was about. Uh, so uh, Sergeant Paul Castillo um, suffered a, a major medical event. Uh, this past week and unfortunately on Wednesday passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. So uh, it was rather real, young. Uh, he was about a year away from retirement. Fuck. His son uh, had actually gone through my car when he was in FTO um, for just a couple of days. I was a stand in FTO for him. Um, but good kid. And uh, <laughs> I, I think technically this is considered hazing. Uh, so he, swing shift, right? So his dad worked swing shift as well. So before we left, we had a day where we overlapped with him. So we made him walk over to his dad while his dad's doing the team meeting. And bye, dad. I, I got to go to work. And then you just hear us yelling from across Aww. the room. Tell him you Aww. love him. <laughs> I told you my, when my dad was dispatching for us. I'd, we were on, I'd come in in the afternoon and he was, doing day shift and if i had to come in and grab a car right away he wouldn't see me because normally i'd walk in right past them because that's where our, yeah. our dispatchers used to be in our building but if he gave me my first call of the day 
you know, he'd say 758 and I'd answer and he'd go do this, that, and the other. And I'd go, okay. And he'd go, love you, son. And I'd go, love you, dad. And then the four other towns in the band, oh, they all click key up on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool to work with your dad in the law enforcement setting. I can't imagine what it would have yeah. been like well, to be in my, my dad and myself on the street together would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, I asked him, I go, hey, are you going to ever bid your dad's team? He looked at me and goes, hell no. <laughs> No. <laughs> he goes no he goes maybe i'll work for him like one of the overlap days when we get like moved over to different parts of the city he goes maybe that would be kind of cool but no <laughs> uh, i wanted to work with my dad yeah no he was uh no he was a good man um i'm sorry for your loss uh, we got to actually um so the procession uh, they grabbed a bunch of people from the city we weren't my me and my recruit weren't part of the procession but um when he was brought back into the city, uh, we the the funeral home that he was brought to uh, was in our district. So we gathered up everybody on the channel and we all uh, welcomed him back. So that was pretty cool. Did they do the uh, end of watch tone on the radio? Uh, no. You know what they, I'm I, I don't. About? I don't know if they're going to. No, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't know if they're going to do that uh, day of the funeral because I know that's kind of when they usually will do that. Oh, okay. Everyone, uh, it'll go citywide, right? Yeah, and and they'll they they usually do it for retirements and stuff too. They'll yeah. break in and say like, "Hey, everybody, hold your hold right. what you got." Yeah. So it was a it, it was an emotional time. Uh, one of my best friends uh, that I work with, uh, that was his last his boss last shift. Oh man! And then he had just talked to him because he's the um, report writing like sign off sergeant at the end of shift. Uh, on Saturdays, so he had just seen him just a couple of days before he suffered that uh, that it, medical emergency. Did it happen at work? Uh, not that we know of. Okay. I, I think it happened at home, but it was, um, yeah, it was real sudden. And there was a, I guess, a brief moment where it looked like he was going to pull through, and then he just took a turn. Wow. So I didn't get. I don't comment if I see it on. Um, I figured it was something similar to that, and I didn't want to send it to you in a me- stupid message, so I wanted to yeah. wait until I saw you in person. Well, this is in person as yeah, we get. Yeah, this is as close as it gets. <laughs> until so. one of us flies out to the other coast. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you have right. anything? Daily, that, daily yeah. dose of depression. Yeah, this time it was you, <laughs> not me. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, but you brought it up. Yeah. So anything else happened at work? Um, did I talk about the child sexual assault last week? Yeah. Okay, good. I don't want to talk about that anymore. No. Um, no, it was, oh, we arrested a 74 year old person for domestic violence. Get out. Yeah. Female self-admitted Karen even. Oh, really? Yeah, she was just having a conversation with her. She's like, I'm, I'm kind of a Karen. And like, <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. Like, she's kind of like the stereotypical, like, Bay Area left leaning oh. person. Okay. So I was like, I had like just reading the bumper stickers, walking up to the house. I'm like, oh, this is going to be just wonderful. <laughs> Those are people uh, I want to put cuffs was, on, though. No, like, she was, she was a pleasant enough person. 74 she'd been married to her husband for 40 years and i guess said something while she was at the doctor's office and the doctor's office you know mandated reporters they call us and like hey you guys might need to investigate some elder abuse stuff 
Like, okay, whatever. Thinking that, like, she's going to be the victim, right? Right. So we roll up and we're talking to her in the backyard. I'm letting the recruit do, do the whole thing. She's like, so tell me what's going on. She's like, well, he just keeps pushing me and pushing me and pushing my buttons and pushing my buttons and pushing my And I walloped him. Like, wait a minute, what? Like, what do you mean pushing you? Like, he just keeps like, nin, 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 nin. just like, he's always got to get the last word and this, that, and the other thing. And I just couldn't target anymore. So I hit him. Really? Yeah. And I kicked him and then we were tussling over a broom. I'm like, like what? And I took my cast like, iron frying pan. Yeah. I'm like, waiting for him. Like, oh, God. But you're going to love this part. So I was talking about like, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, because of COVID and stuff, there's lots of stressors and all this stuff while like I'm trying to th- right. like, think because this is not something that freshly happened, although it is freshly reported to us. And she's 74. Right. <laughs> How long ago did she do it, though? Uh, the most recent event was like two to three days ago, but the most egregious event was two to three weeks. And he still had the bruise. So that was kind of like the final deciding factor of like, we're not going to write this and route it to the DA's office. She has to go. But we're talking about stressors and stuff. And she goes, yeah. And then we took in a homeless person. And again, yeah, like, I'm kind of like, like, I'm kind of like looking down, like thinking my way through things. Cause my recruit like hasn't had a very straightforward case yet. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right. Let me just kind of think, just, yeah, we took in a homeless person. Like you did what? Yeah. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. I must have heard you wrong. You said you took in a homeless person? She's like, yeah, it's Freddie right there. And it's like, sure enough, there's this black guy, and apparently his name's Freddie. He's an older guy. He's got about two teeth. They're both on the bottom. And just like red hair, like red hair in a fro. It's It was it was his name's something. Freddie, not ready. Yep. He's not red. That's nope. Okay. <laughs> so they're like talking to him. It's like, yeah, they argue and they get loud, but. I don't never see it get physical, but I stay in my room and I just kind of stay out of the way. <laughs> and use like, the shower right, a bit because I hadn't had one yeah. for a few years. Yeah, no, he was well bathed and everything was great. He's the cleanest homeless guy I'd ever met. Because he was no longer homeless. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Valid he's point. waiting for them to die and he's going to take that home. Well, he's like as old as they are. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's a race to the I grave. Mean, yeah, so like we're talking to the husband. I'm like, hey, so... Like, what happened? He's like, yeah. And he corroborates everything. Yeah, she, like, kicked me on the inner thigh. I'm like, all right, well, I know that's kind of a sensitive area, but do you think you could go look and see if there's a bruise? And if there is, like, put on some shorts just so that we can see it and take a picture of it. He's like, okay. And, like, he has no clue where this is going. And he shows us, sure enough, he's got a big old bruise on his leg. I'm like, that's, that's like, three weeks old? Wow. Well, they like, bruise yeah. easily because they're elderly. I know. I know, but you could have just flick right. them like that and got a bruise. Yeah, well, it was funny because I was talking to her. I go, "Look, I go, I understand we get mad with it, with each other." And it was like talking to my two year old, but that doesn't mean that we can put our hands on people. Okay, we we keep our hands to ourselves. Yeah, like, I know he just just gets under my skin. Like, okay, like, well, you're gonna be really pissed off. Please place your hands uh, behind your back. <laughs> Because what you've just I, like, dude, this is the most talking I've ever done before putting handcuffs on somebody. Like, look, lady, what you've described to me is domestic violence. And he has a visible injury, so that makes it a felony. So you're going to go to jail. No bond, right? 
Uh, no, she until she sees a judge. a judge. Yeah. So, and she, you bagged like, your well, first elderly I, person. Congratulations. Can I, oh no, dude, I've arrested tons of old people. I don't oh, care. Fuck them. That's nice. Um, she's like, can I bring a book? I'm like, no. <laughs> Do you think they'll have the TV? Do you think they'll have TV? Will they? Will I be able to see TV? I'm like, I, I think you got bigger things to worry about. She goes, it's the January 6th hearing. She probably doesn't I'm have like, bigger just, things to worry about because they're not going to yeah, keep she, her. <laughs> she's, no, they have to keep her till she sees the judge. And this happened, like, we arrested her at, like, 5, 6 o'clock. Like, judge is gone, dude. What, what she's day staying did the night. Oh, yeah. But then the next morning, right? It was, like, yeah, like, around lunchtime. That's when they do all the arraignments. You're an elder abuser. I don't fucking care. I only charged her with felony DV. I didn't do her for elder abuse because she's an, also an elder. Right. Well, all right. I hope you feel happy about yourself. <laughs> no, <laughs> I actually had a conversation with my, with my recruit afterwards of like, look, there's going to be a lot of these DV ones where you walk away going, I don't feel good about that. Right. I go, this it's okay if this is one of those times. <laughs> yeah. Just don't worry. It won't be the last time you feel that way. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then we went to a kid that got stabbed like five times. Where at? Not like where it was the location of the city where he was oh, stabbed, but back. where did he get stabbed on his, his person? In Just his on back. his back. And then, okay. Yeah, well, they went to a non-trauma hospital, and the hospital that's in my beat is a trauma center. So he gets transferred there, and the transferring hospital is like, it's life-threatening. I'm like, <laughs> okay. God damn it. Like, great, I'm going to have to sit on a freaking dead 15-year-old. Like, attempted homicide type of stabbing? Well, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. So, we jam over to the hospital, and we go over to the trauma room, and he's, like, sitting there, and they're looking at the stab wounds and stuff. Like, I I try to let them do their thing, but I know I have to get pictures and, like, at least put eyes on it. I look, it's like, yes, there are five stab wounds. But they are not that bad. So, tink, 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 I looked tink, at it and I just laughed and I looked at the doctor. And I go, this isn't life threatening, is it? She's like, she goes, I have to do a chest x-ray just to make sure that like lungs aren't collapsed. Right. But she, she, she goes, but look at him. <laughs> I go, hey, I go, look, you're the, I just need a doctor that's willing to put their name on it. Like, yeah, let me do the x-ray real quick. This is a gang thing. I think so, but the kid won't cop to it. He doesn't talk like a gangster. Um, it could have just been a teenage Hispanic male walking in the neighborhood that maybe is bad. Didn't back down when somebody chirped at him, and I don't know. And they took a pen and they went five times. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't say anything to him. I'm like bullshit. Just just silently, randomly, three dudes ran up to you, stabbed you five times, and ran away. Yeah. I look at him and I go, do you you think I'm stupid? Nice. I was born at night, but not last night. But it it wasn't last night. Yeah. I go, you think I'm stupid? I looked at mom and I go, will you talk to him? It was Charlie Day stabbing Kevin Spacey with his his needle. (laughs) That chest. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty much my week. Uh, yeah, nothing too exciting. I had to talk to some homeless people with the recruit. She's looking for dope. Didn't find any. Uh, no dope on homeless people. That was that was the weird thing. Right. Surprised the hell out of me. Hmm. So the search continues. 
So for Mike, how was how was your week? I know usually I'm tripping all over it. Like now right. I'm out looking for him. Like what the yeah, hell? I can't find any. Uh, it was pretty good. Thursday when we came in, I only worked Thursday because I had Wednesday job interview. <laughs> oh, how'd that go? I'll get to that later. Oh, um, bad, huh? I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Thursday, I. All right, I told you that we were our two new recruits are females. Yes. All right, so I come into work Thursday, and I I always get to work about forty five minutes early. And then, the first thing I do when I get to work, after I walk downstairs to the locker room and take off my gun, is go take a shit. Before I even get on the clock, so I'm good to go until like one in the morning. So. I walk downstairs and I'm walking to my locker and we have two bathrooms downstairs and they're off to my left and there's the one right in front of another. And I, I hear a noise in one of the two bathrooms and I look over there and I see these two in the, in the, in the bathroom. And I go, Oh man, cause I got to go to the bathroom first of all. Cause I gotta take a shit. So I, <laughs> I, I put my stuff away. And I come over by them, and I'm like, hey, you must be the two new girls. Yeah, yeah. Hey, introduce myself. Welcome to the family. Oh, thank you. And uh, they're putting their makeup on. Here we go. Cops putting makeup on. Not used to that. And uh, say, female cops do wear makeup. Yeah, I know. I worked with some great ones over in my last department. So I go into the bathroom that's right next to theirs. Okay, so the sinks face each other on the same wall. The toilets face each other on the same wall. We've got, I don't know if it's ceiling tile. On this, I don't know if we have concrete walls, but I think the ceilings aren't very soundproof. Like a drop ceiling? Yeah, maybe. I, I have to look. But um, my first thought is, I can't go to the bathroom right here with these two in this room right next to me. They're going to know it was me. What? They're going to know that I poop. It's going to be making noises and... Who knows what else kind of scents are going to be coming out of here? So I wash my hands and walk back out. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it. I'll wait. So I get ready and I go upstairs and the other shift, the day shift's there, you know. And I'm like, these fucking new girls are already fucking up my, my schedule. I'm like, what do you mean? I go, I can't take a shit with them right next door in the bathroom getting ready. They all started laughing. I'm like, God damn it. So they swarm in and uh, our... Lead uh, police and fire commissioner has been doing the job for 33 years. So he made a point of saying before he swore them in, this is the first time in his history that he's swearing in a single police officer, let alone two females. This is like a historic event in my town. I don't think they'll, I don't even know when the last female full-time officer worked in my department. I can't find it anywhere. So they actually don't start the academy till August 29th, and they'll be. Wow! I, I said so. What schedule are you going to be on? Because there's two of them. Excuse me, I hit my mic. They should be split up, in my opinion. And we talked about this as FTOs. So apparently they're going to come in nine to five, and do like bullshit stuff, instead of using the next five weeks as training, learning our software system and reporting system and all that other stuff that maybe even sitting in a car and 
even though they don't have body armor and stuff, but at least someone taking them in a car every day to learn the town. Um, hopefully that leadership figures it out that this is what we should be doing. My chief, I guess, had said, we should have them do this, which is not like a police-related thing. And I'm like, one of the guys said, they're going to fucking quit before they even start the academy if he does that kind of shit. So we want them to do police stuff and learn the, some of the job yeah, before they, they go to the academy. They should be doing, they should be doing some ride-alongs right. and probably like maybe like here and there like just – like main lobby reports that people come in to report like bullshit stuff. Well, at least sitting with the anywhere. officer when they're taking those reports. Well, no, they so, they can, can, so if, so there's all, a number of reports that they could take if they were, you know, like say a CSO. Well, we don't like have you, those. So, like, well, I, I know, but I'm saying like non-sworn personnel can take crime reports. It just has to fall within certain parameters. Like you can't have suspect information or anything like that. Yeah. The, so if it's like a, like a cold burglary or something like that. They wouldn't even someone broke into my car. Right. They really? would. They would have to sit him with an FTO, so he can see how to do that, because they don't know this. You know what I mean? What to ask and. Well, you to, can. Yeah. Start so the training process. They should now. actually be sitting with an FTO, at least during half the day. So hopefully so, they I, would. Split I them disagree up. with you on one thing. I I don't think they should be split up. I think they should do this together. So like right now. On my team, we have one one recruit. On most of the other teams, there's at least two. There is something valuable in them having a peer sure. that is on the Brand same new, level, same schedule, struggling same through it yeah. together, bouncing ideas and learning that collaborative process that you and I know to work their way through a call instead of just defaulting to the senior off senior officers that are there and going like, "What do I do, motherfucker?" Yeah, but so there there is something depending on what they let them do in these next five weeks. If it wasn't going to be anything of major importance well, for the police department, then one on three to eleven is one on seven to three. Yeah, well, no, I, I think that when they go through the FTO program with you guys, like once they finish the academy, yeah, I well, think they're going to be split put, up. I think they should be see, and I think that yeah, does them a disservice up. because we can't. Here's another thing we're going to have a problem with. Well, by the time they're out, but we're going to face this problem real soon. We have our rookie who's going to be shadowing. In like two weeks. Then we're going to get, there's another rookie that's on day shift right now. In late August, he's coming to nights. So we'll have him. There's two guys graduating the academy in about four weeks. They're going to get released. At one point, we're going to have three rookies on a shift. Because remember, they work Tuesday through Saturday, both on days or both on nights. Every day, you know, they work. And it's going to be hard for them to get the call volume they need. Like right now, when we only have one rookie, he takes every call. He gets to see a plethora of calls, right? When you have three rookies, we're going to be fighting for calls to take the calls because this guy's going to go on one call. This guy's going to go on another call, but he should have went on this call if he was by himself. He should have stacked them. You know what I mean? They're not going to get the experience and the call volume and well, that, the variety and that of calls. falls on the FTO to go, hey, my guy needs to go to this. Right. Your, Your guy's, guy's already taken like right. six of those. Why don't but, we take the primary on this one? You guys go handle that other thing. Right. It's going to be a pain in the ass doing all that, but that's how we're going to have to do it. Yeah, with it's going to take work. And then the next two. It's just going to take work. Yeah. It's going to take FTOs triaging things and doing the whole FTO thing. Well, we know how to do that. But an FTO since you were born. When were you born? 87. <laughs> okay. Not, not that far along. <laughs> but no, like we do that all the time. Like citywide, if like, because like our, our rookies have, uh, certain reports that they have to have signed off. Like you have to take a sexual assault. You have to take 
a robbery, an assault with a deadly weapon, a death investigation, crashes. Like you have to take these things. Otherwise, we're not going right. to release you from the of program. Course. Yeah. Uh, so they'll go citywide when one of these things come out. Like, hey, is there any recruit car on the channel that needs a sexual assault? Oh, and yeah. then the FTO looks at what time it is and goes, oh. right. Don't forget, we have a attaches to that much smaller department than you. No, that's what I'm saying though. Is like, if one guy like, because there's you know it just as well as I do. There's themes to every week. Like, oh hey, apparently everyone took their right. DV pills today, so yeah. we're all taking DVs. Or everyone took the crazy pills. We're all putting people on psych holds. If if one of them has done a plethora of DVs, oh, yeah. then there's no harm in swapping them out and saying, hey, you right. do this one. You haven't done a death investigation, so go handle the overdose. Right. We'll be doing, I'm sure we'll be flip-flopping quite a bit with those. Yeah. And uh, it's just the FTOs managing yeah. the, the case volume. And I think I'm still going to be around for most of that. So uh, <laughs> other than that, first of all, I just got an email from David Franklin. He said, I know I'm late in sending this in, but I figured better late than never. No worries with not making it into the giveaway since the deadline was yesterday. I figured as the super fan, I'm obligated to enter the giveaway. Otherwise, I might lose my title. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> and I'll, I'll read what he said later. Okay. Um, well, so Yeah, he, he can't be in this one. We've already given it away to Dan. Dan's the big winner. Yeah, but I'll, I'll save his entry for the next giveaway. No. Ugh. He okay. doesn't get preferential treatment. All right. No, you're right. That's... He's got to put his pants on one leg at a time just like everybody else. That's fair. I put my pants on like the rest of you, except when I do, I make gold records. <laughs> <laughs> I will accept if he just copies and pastes it and resends it oh, when, when the next giveaway opens. That's All fine. Right. All right. So, And I won't even penalize him. I have. Uh, I had this call for a female banging on the door of her boyfriend's house at like nice three in the morning. Nice. Okay. She's drunk as fuck. We get there. The car's Always. running in the driveway. She's at the back door. She's pounding something fierce. Yes, she is. I got to go back there, and I'm like yelling. You know, hey, yeah, know, she broke the window on the door, the Far screen out. door. She's bleeding from her hand. Of course. So she we use that. We grab her and I put her in the, she's yelling and screaming. I throw her in the squad and I go to the door of the house. Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? Does this guy want to file a complaint or what? Because he's, he's yelling on the phone to dispatchers that this woman's breaking the window on it. He wants her, this chick taken away. She's breaking a window on his window, so we're knocking on the door. He's not answering the fucking door. So I'm like, dispatch, call let, this guy. Let her out. Tell him we're here. <laughs> right. So, oh, he doesn't want to talk to the police. I have her. She's bleeding. She admitted to breaking the window. Does he want to sign complaints? Let me ask him. No, he doesn't want to sign complaints. Cool. I'm going to let her out of the car and drive away now. I'm like, okay. So I open the door and say, get the fuck out of the car. Go away. You can't drive. I'm going to be sitting right down the street. Get a ride and leave. He doesn't want you here. And she's like, oh, but I love him. She's 24. 
He's he don't a, love you. He's a 38-year-old felon. 24. God, it's just 38. 38-year-old fat fuck felon. The triple just F's. the perfect love story. That was so disgusting. See, and, and once again, Mike says no to love. <laughs> we dealt just with this chick live. all night. Just let him live. We went back three times. And finally, on the last time, it was 6.30 in the morning. And I said, fuck you, I'm just arresting you now. Because now you're starting to bother the whole neighborhood. It's 6.30 in the morning. So I cuff her up. And I was going to give her a DC, disorderly conduct. And then he calls the PD while I'm, I have her in the car and, please, and tells me not to arrest her again. I'm like, what? All right, listen, dude, don't call us anymore. Here she is. I let her out on you. We're done with you. Yeah. Now you arrest him yeah, right. for, for misuse of 911. Yeah. So we had to deal with her like all night. And it was absolutely ridiculous. And I couldn't get over the age difference and the person without a record falling in love with some fat slob who's a felon. I guess love has no, what, no boundaries or no eyesight or something. It's blind. Love is blind. That's it. They have love no eyes. That's, that's, that's what it is. Disgusting. And then uh, the rookie, I took him on a call uh, real quick for the FT, his FTO was on some paperwork and I got a call of uh, some kids on a roof at one of our Catholic schools. So I said, "Jump!" I'm like, Hey man, come ride with me. We'll go on this one. And, and uh, Gio said to me, make sure he handles everything. I'm like, yeah, of course. I, I know what I'm doing. Gio, I'm not doing anything, dude. <laughs> so I you think I did, I'm going to do stuff. No. I did tell him he has That's to sit in the, in the passenger seat though. Cause you know, I didn't take my jam. I mean that day. Cause I didn't plan on having a ride along. So we jump in the car, we drive over there. And as I'm pulling in the driveway of the church school, there's like eight, eight kids walking towards me with um, bikes and skateboards and soccer ball. And I go, Hey man, I, they come up on my side of the car. So I'm talking, I'm like, you guys up on the roof? They're like, no, but those two guys were <laughs> like, he just threw these kids under the bus. Like, damn, you a snitch. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Thanks a lot. He goes, we're just playing soccer in the field. We know it's, it's late and it's getting dark, so we're going to leave. Okay. We don't want to get shot. So you roll up on those two kids, and they're just standing. They were going to leave, and then they saw us, so they, like, ducked back behind a fence. Crap. We rolled up on them, and I'm just, I'm supposed to let the rookie do everything, and I'm, like, right off the bat. I can't shut it off. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? Nothing. Are you guys on the roof? Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> what were you doing up there? I'm just checking Why? it out. How'd you get up there? Moved a garbage can. Show me. Oh, that one right there. All right, you're going to do that again? No. I go, you know someone called on you. Like, Why? I go, it's illegal? And the kid goes, how? And then the rookie goes, it's trespassing. I'm like, hey, the rookie got it. Hey, you know <laughs> something. <laughs> and I go, and you could fall and kill yourself. Oh, I never thought of that. We're so sorry. Oh, shit. So I said, listen, man, just beat it. Make me a promise this is never going to happen again. Okay, all right, bye. And then I looked at rookie and I go, oh, wait, you were supposed to handle this call. Sorry. I said, don't tell Gio. He's like, okay. <laughs> we got back. Gio's like, how'd it go? I go, oh, you handled everything fine. He was perfect. Handle it like a pro. Like a pro. <laughs> like he knew what he was doing. He'd been there before. So, other stuff we'll get to later. Uh, all right. We have three names. 
on the Officer Down Memorial page at odmp.org. If you want to follow along while you're listening, if you can, not if you're driving, don't open up your phone or a computer in the car. But if you are at home, you can go to that page. I'll give you a second to get there. He's giving you a second because he's got to pull it up. I got it right here on my third computer. If I count my phone as a computer. All right. North Kansas State Police Department in Missouri. Police Officer Daniel Vasquez, whose end of watch was Tuesday, July 19th, 2022, from gunfire. Police Officer Daniel Vasquez was shot and killed while making a traffic stop near the intersection of 21st Street and Clay Street at about 10.40 a.m., The driver of the vehicle shot Officer Vasquez before fleeing. A backup officer who arrived at the scene began CPR before Officer Vasquez was transported to a nearby hospital. He succumbed to his wounds a short time later. The subject who shot him turned himself in at the Kansas City Police Department approximately three hours later. Officer Vasquez had served with the North Kansas City Police Department for two years, and he was 32 years young. Edmond Police Department in Oklahoma, Sergeant Christopher James Nelson, end of watch was Tuesday, July 19th, 2022, from an automobile crash. Sergeant C.J. Nelson was killed when his police motorcycle was struck by a utility truck on Broadway Extension at Comfort Drive at about 3 p.m. The utility truck was driving northbound at a high rate of speed when it struck Sergeant Nelson's motorcycle and several vehicles that were stopped at the light. Sergeant Nelson was transported to the OU Medical Center where he succumbed to his injuries. The driver of the truck was charged with manslaughter and second-degree murder. Sergeant Nelson was one day shy of his 13-year anniversary with the Edmond Police Department and previously served with the Honolulu Police Department for two years. He is survived by his wife, daughter, and son. He was 38 years old. Rochester Police Department in New York, Police Officer Anthony P. Mazikiewicz, End of watch was Thursday, July 21st, 2022, from gunfire. Police officer Tony Mazakiewicz was shot and killed while on patrol on Bauman Street at 9.15 p.m. Officer Mazakiewicz was transported to Strong Memorial Hospital, where he succumbed to his wounds. His partner was shot in the lower body and transported to Rochester General Hospital, where he was treated and released. The subject fled and has not been apprehended. Officer Mazer Kiewitz had served with the Rochester Police Department for 29 years. He was survived by his wife and children. He was 54 years old. Damn. Wow. Yep. 
second here to gather my composure. All right. So, on to uh, some other stuff that we do to take our minds off shit that happens in the world every day. On to making. Let's make something. No, no, no. I think that's already been taken. I don't think we can use that one. We gotta, might have to pay somebody. We can't make something? I don't think we can use that as like our thing. Let's make something? What is that from? Uh, what's his name? Uh, David, David Pesciuto? It's his like whole YouTube thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I right. Don't know. But I just <laughs> I'm making something, right. so it's not illegal, right? To... Okay, but like you're like make something. <laughs> like that's his thing. Like, right. I'm pretty sure that yeah, like, if he's smart, he's gotten some sort of like trademark or something. I don't know if you can. Well, I, guess I don't know if you can either, but I don't want to get a cease and desist letter, Mike. He's not listening, please. <laughs> if he is, he can be a, let us know so you can be a guest on the show. Yeah. Yeah. If David, if you are listening and you would like us to stop saying make something, why don't you come on the show and tell us? I'm gonna text him and let him know that we mentioned him on accident. And now we, we might owe him some trademark and friends. I like how you just just like real subtly was like, I'm gonna text him. Cause uh he and I go way back. We're like actually best friends. In fact, I'm going to text him right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So how do you know him? Because apparently you know fucking everybody. I don't know everybody. I mean, it seems like you do. No, I just know many people. That's all. All right. So, well, let's hear it. How do you know him? Just met him on Instagram. You know, you know how it goes. I'm not going to get involved with that. Uh, I reach out to people. Being and awfully cagey, no, cagey. No, no. Like maybe we had a there's thing. a picture that has been <laughs> sent to somebody else. No, you know, just through here and YouTube stuff. So, oh, okay. So, uh, that's I'm yeah. Impressed that you have his phone number. I don't have his phone number. I just was going to message him. <laughs> that's not texting. I know. I forget because I text messages and you. God, you're old. I didn't know what Pornhub <laughs> emblem was either until you That's and Marty. True. That's true. Or at least I won't admit to it on, so on air. No, I saw your reaction. That was genuine. I have no clue what this is. <laughs> I didn't until you showed me the... Marty just laughed his ass off when he saw that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm I'm sure you've gotten very familiar with that site. I have seen the site. <laughs> so I haven't. I've got a permanent tab opened on my phone. <laughs> What are you working on? Swallow. Well, I finished something today. You want to you see it? Yeah, let's show the cameras for people that didn't see the pre-show. So I actually remembered to bring something upstairs. So like this room show that I'm recording tell. in is on the second floor of my home and my garage is not. So unlike Mike, I don't like just spontaneously leave the camera unless I really have to pee. <laughs> Little peek behind the curtain for those of you who see me take off every now and then. Uh, but no, I've been like super into signs lately and it's, they're actually really fun to make. Yeah. I love making. Signs. <laughs> so I made a, uh, a law enforcement themed one that initially I wasn't sure if I was going to sell it or hang it up in my house. Uh, I think this one's going to get hung up in the house, but it's going to also be listed, listed on Etsy. Yeah. 
So it's Hold a it like uh, this right in front. There we yeah, go. Yeah, I'm trying to, but I got a freaking microphone, so I'm gonna have you to move, move it. Mic. And Mike, you're gonna have to do all the talking. All right, I can do that. So this is a rather maybe twenty by ten. I'll say. Uh, eighteen and by an eleven eighth. and a half. Oh, eighteen and an eighth. By how, I, I did, how specific? I did, I did not do like exact measurements. This is okay. all out of scrap wood that oh. I had laying around. Okay, but each line is eighteen and an eighth by three and an eighth. Okay, so it's a, a black line and then a blue line and then a black line. So on the top black line, it says, "Whom shall I send?" Question mark. And who will go for us? Question mark. So the whom will I whom shall I send is in the upper left hand corner, and and then below it, off to the right, it says. And who will go for us? Question mark. And in the middle of the blue line, it says, "Here I am." Period. Send me. Period. And then below that, on the bottom black line, Isaiah six eight. It's very cool, dude. It's a good use of some scrap wood for sure. Yeah, I thought it was something. I mean, it's it's one of the uh, many Bible verses that our profession uses, right? Because a lot of us do kind of feel that this is more than just a job. I think it's the only way that uh, we can continue to do this job is that you have to also feel that it's a calling. Right. Um, so a lot of us will reflect on some Bible verses, right? This is one of them. Um, there's another one was the blessed are the peacemakers. Um, so that just, this one is the one that has really stuck with me uh, because I'm kind of one of those people. Well, if I'm not going to do it, then I mean, the who is, Right. Right. So I like this one. I think it represents a lot of us right now that are still standing up and saying, here I am. Send me. I'll go. Can you send me a picture of that? And maybe I can then put it up on this, the whole screen, you know, later on, just put your phone over it, take a full image of it or just a good picture. Send it to me. I'll crop it and then I'll, I'll put it up on the YouTube. I just sent you the picture I already have of it. Oh, you tell me yeah. if it's a good one or not. All right. <laughs> uh, but that. no, I was working on working on that. My uh, my neighbor that I built the uh, bookcase for. She uh, the kids were all outside playing. She came over. And she's like, "Hey, she's I have this like chunk of wood. That I was wondering if you can like kind of cut up for me because they don't have like a bunch of power tools and stuff like yeah. that." And I've told them like, "Hey, if you guys ever need anything, just let me know." I was like, "Yeah, sure, absolutely." And uh, I go, actually, I have some time right now. Why don't I just do that? She goes, oh, no, I know you're busy. I go, no, it's fine. So she goes and she picks up a small log of, like, firewood. <laughs> <laughs> like, she has it in her firewood pile. And she's like, yeah. So she's, like, thinking, like, kind of, like, just, like, essentially cutting cookies. cookies. Yeah, essentially cutting cookies off of that. Okay. So I asked her, I'm like, are you, like, what do you want? How do you want me to cut this? She's like, um, like, do you want it like cookie, like these little circles, or do you want me to like cut it down the log and split it? She's like, uh, no, just like the little, the circle things. Okay, cool. So I take it back over to my garage and I start looking at all my saws. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to cut this? Do you have a bandsaw? I do. It's not, it was the, the log was too big because that's what I started going to. I was like, I'll just use the bandsaw. Yeah. And then I looked at the bandsaw. I go, I'm not going to use the bandsaw. Wow. <laughs> so I look at Annie because she's her friend wanted her to make uh, her a couple of signs, and she was fiddling around trying to figure her stuff out. And I looked at her. I go, How the hell am I going to cut this? She looks at. Me, she goes, You have a chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. 
First thing you should use is a chainsaw. So, yeah. So the, then it turned into a whole back and forth with uh, there's a particular part of a Limp Biscuit song called Break Stuff where uh, he just says a chainsaw in the background. He's like, a what? A chainsaw. What? A mother effing chainsaw. So that we had that back and forth for a little bit. <laughs> so anyway, I got the chainsaw. I cut a couple cookies off for him. Did you? Now, I, I haven't cut cookies with a chainsaw. Is it easy to keep them somewhat the same thickness is my question where it doesn't like you're not going off on an angle. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, it it actually helped. Like, so I clamped it down to some sawhorses and then I just kind of used, like kind of eyeballed it a little bit and was able to keep it pretty straight going straight down. Oh, that's cool. So the thicknesses that I would say that they are within a quarter of an inch from the top to the bottom. Well, I mean, they're within yeah a quarter of an inch yeah. thickness okay. to a, to each other. So that's cool. That was fun. And then, uh, yeah, I've just been kind of fiddling around making signs and using like trying to use up scrap wood that's in in the garage to try to come up with little yeah little things I can make. So kind of default to signs. And then uh, when I built our uh, baby gate, this... I ripped that rounded edge. Yeah off of a bunch of two by fours. I had a bunch of like these two by four slivers that are rounded. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with these? Like, come on, what am I going to do with this? And I ended, no. So I ended up started cutting them in there. So like I made like these little crosses. Okay. So I, so basically I'm, I'm going to list them tomorrow. I've decided that tomorrow I'm listing all the signs on Etsy. Cool. So little inside thing for you guys. If you order one of the Bible verse signs that will come with a free cross. Glued to it or separate? No, 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 separate. That oh, you can okay. hang up or you can fucking burn it. I don't care what you do with it. But I'm going to give you a free cross. I'm going to give you some scraps that you might care. think. Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to give you a bunch of garbage that I made look pretty. I, I can't get rid of it myself. I'm going to send it to you. That's cool. I, I have a disorder, okay? Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> so, no, it's it's been fun to do. I'm gonna have the. I did one where I practiced like uh, cutting out like a little channel for uh, or a half lap to join yeah. them together. Okay, it did not turn out pretty. No, <laughs> uh, there's gonna need to be some sanding done to make that flat. Yeah. Okay. You can't just <laughs> take like, the... all. All of these things are like super thin, so oh. it was one of the things of like this. I probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. But I'm going to do it anyways. All right. <laughs> so that was fun. Cool. Let's be practiced different techniques and yeah, stuff too. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? I don't know if what I don't know what we're supposed to be doing. I just do what I want. Supposed to be um, testing ourselves. Am I? Or pushing ourselves? I thought I was supposed to be doing this to like relax and. So I don't have a heart attack the day after I retire. So all that stress I had making that island was bad? Yeah. yeah. More stressed out at home than at so work. So that, that's the thing, dude. Like I've had um, recently like a bunch of people like start reaching out. Like, so like my little sister, who is moving off to college, uh, asked me to make her these. Uh, they're described as like propagation stations. I don't know what that means. Yeah, me neither. But it's basically a test tube in a piece of wood with a plant Oh, that you okay. can hang from the wall. And like, I'm like, all right, cool. 
He's like, you just, you know, tell me how much it is. I'm like, I'm not going to charge you, your fucking sister. Okay. Plus it's like, like maybe, like maybe if you pay for, no, they're actually going to be pretty, oh, like big. She's like, she wants, they want, her and her roommate want like six of them. Okay. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll make those. I don't care. She's like, just tell me how much. I'm like, whatever shipping is, you pay for shipping, and we'll call it good. Um, but like, we have another friend that wants me to make a charcuterie board, and like, I we haven't discussed price at all. And I'm just happy to be doing stuff. Like, I don't care about, right. like, yes, I would love for this to pay for itself and to maybe make a little bit extra so that I can, a little walking around money. Um, but it was kind of refreshing to just think about just making something, right? And not yeah. worrying about, like, am I pricing this correctly? And just the stress that goes into that. So it was, it, it's been really nice to, like, just be creative and make a sign without any thought of like how much do I have to charge you right. for this to be worth my while and and all that so it, it's been really it's been really nice the last like uh, kind of like two well not two weeks now to just this last week of you know working out there and just doing stuff for me rather than like oh I have to try to turn a profit on this and try to make this more business like like it's no, not what I just want to do it for fun yeah that's the whole I, I mean, and I, I know you kind of have like a similar thing. Like, I did this. I started doing this more and more and more and turned my entire garage into a wood shop to decompress. Right. Because it relaxed me. It helped me sort through the traumatic things that we see every day and particularly 2020. So I didn't, I didn't, when I started, I didn't think about money. I didn't think about like, oh, I got to make sure that I, you know, my margins are this on a flag versus that and all this other stuff. And I want to, you know, like I care about how I want to make hand cut dovetails. I have to do hand cut dovetails on everything. And like, I, I did kind of get caught up in like, oh, I want to work with just hardwoods and I want to learn how to do this. And I want to get a domino. I want to do all this other shit that honestly just doesn't fucking matter. I just want to go out there and make stuff. Make something cool. Right. So I kind of like, I, the last day or two, I kind of got re-energized. Good. To just go out there, like, uh, like I'm basically going to charge what I want. And if people want it, cool. And if they don't, cool. Right. I, I got stuff I made. Yeah. Because I was getting stressed. I'm like, oh, I got to do vendor shows. I got this. Like, maybe should I, should I do a website or should I just keep doing with Etsy? You know, like, Etsy's fine. Fuck it, dude. I don't have to make sure that I sell X amount of units to be able to pay for the website each year. I just pay Etsy their little fee. They do free advertising for me occasionally. Yeah. And you can also, <laughs> if you want to buy, advertising yeah, if I, if I want to from Etsy. pay for it, but I don't want to pay for it. Right. I want to just have a place where people can go and go, Oh wow, that's cool shit. I'd like to buy that. And then I send them some of that shit. Right. Not literal shit. Like, if you want shit, I'll shit in a box and I'll send it to you. You just let me know. I'll even mark it guaranteed. <laughs> like, I'll, the, I'll the leave, if you would boy. prefer like a Mexican food shit, I'll give you a Mexican food. You want a Thai food one? I'll go eat Thai food. I don't care. You tell me what kind of food. You tell me what kind of shit you want in the box, and I'll put it in the box for you. All right. Uh, I know we've kind of gone off the rails, but that's that's where I've been at. All right, good. <laughs> So now that you lost your big vanity, what are you, what are you working on? Island. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, here's the bat. That's awesome. Yeah. You should, you should take it out and take a couple swings with it. I did one down here. <laughs> and, I, and I thought to myself, if you drop this or throw it, Hit oh, I meant like actually like hit a ball off the oh, tee. No, <laughs> I couldn't. Could I? I've been seeing like I've been getting these targeted ads for like these VR headsets where you can um, like take batting practice. Oh, really? It's 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 being um, marketed as like a training tool. Okay. And I'm like, I just want to get it just to just to fuck around. Kim has the um, <laughs> Oculus Two, maybe whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is. Um, I wonder if they have a baseball. They do. It, it's for it's for the it's for like okay. for Oculus. All right. So it's one of those like hmm because my my brother in law has one and Caleb was playing like one of the freaking like dancing lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Kim has things. yeah Beat Saber. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> he yeah no he was playing that and then that's a good workout. And he kind of nudged me. He's like, we should like look into getting that. I was like, God damn it, like no. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think you'd actually have to swing a, a bat because you put your hands in those. You know. Yeah, well, the, the way that I've seen it is there's actually something that actually goes on a bat. Oh. So you can actually simulate, okay. like, bat speed and yeah. all that stuff of actually swinging something that's that weight. I would like would be, to do I that. I think it would be super cool. Yeah, because my bat speed has slowed down over the years quite a bit. Yeah, I I'm don't know that up I can hit 93 anymore. <laughs> no, I'm gearing up to play again next summer. This I've been two years off because of COVID, and then our team disbanded. But I, I have to... If I get on a night a day, day schedule again, I'm playing ball on the evenings and weekends. Yeah. Well, I sold the mortiser. Was working on getting that out of the shop. And uh, make sure you listen to the pre-show to hear that story because it's actually right. really cool. And I got my uh, surf prep vacuum in, which I'm looking forward to opening. That's pretty Looks, cool. I just I want it so bad. Very excited to open it. So badly. I need to get this fucking credenza thing picked up so that i can collect the other half of the payment and then right. i'm either getting the vacuum or i'm getting the uh orbital the orbital sander nice uh i also signed the affiliate contract with them so that was this week finished no, so my basically sur- you work for surf prep. <laughs> and now I'll work for surf prep i'm part of the surf prep family yeah. um i'm like a stepchild yeah you are you had to before <laughs> me i finished the chicago flag and it turned out great, man. I, it's funny because I love that blue. That's it is a really pretty blue and that flag, and then it's actually a paint. So those flags are burned and painted, but I thin down the paint with water, so it's like a stain. And okay, then, so and it's... then I put it on, and it allows the burn to come through. So it's just thinned out, really. You know, it's like two or three have coats. You, have you ever tried the uh, going and getting the tintable stains? I but I can't find that blue in a tintable stain. And Romero from So we so what you can do is um and, and I don't know about Menards, but I know for sure with Lowe's okay. and to a degree with uh Home Depot, all you have to do is you get the tintable base. Yeah. And you take it to the paint counter and you say, Hey, I want this specific color, and they can do that right then and there. I'd have to ask them because I would like to get that in a stain, which would be easier than how I have to do. Every time I make a Chicago flag or bottle opener, I got to go through this yeah. whole process with paint and a and a water and mixing and all that other bullshit. So yeah, I do that because if you look in the stain section, um, and I don't know what kind of selection 
uh, Menards has, but I use like the Minwax one. Right. And it'll say like tintable yeah. and it'll say base. Right. I use a tintable and, base for red and a blue and a black. Yeah. So you can, and I know and you orange. can buy the, uh, like, was it semi transparent or whatever, like blue or red? Well, they also sell just the base, which I think is just white. Okay. And then you take it to the to the paint counter and you say, hey, I want, you know, like crimson red or I want. Right. Um, like, because I had to do that when I when I uh, made my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, their um, Dodger home plate flags. I had to get Dodger blue. Right. So I got the tenable base, went to the paint counter and said, hey, can I get this tinted to Dodger blue? And I actually looked up like all the different color code for it. Oh, okay. In case they needed it, but they right. actually had it like on file. They just typed okay. in like, He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Oh, no shit. All right. So, so it, it is something to where you can do custom colors. Okay. Because I got just, that color from um, Romero at Blue Lives Matter, Chicago. He does okay. all the Chicago stuff. He's a Chicago cop and does all the Chicago flags. Yeah. So he sent me a picture of that um, paint that he uses because he paints his. It doesn't stain it. So I, I'd like to yeah. see if I can get it stained. So I finished that. And the cool thing about it is, it's for this kid, Tony, who's my daughter's age, and they grew up together, and Tony lost his parents a long time ago, and he was raised by his aunt and uncle, and his uncle passed away, and he's had a rough um, going, but he's a pilot now, and he just went up to Michigan, came back from getting another certification. Uh, the weather, they had to, he got, took the classes, but before they could fly to get the cert, the weather came in, and he had to, it's been postponed for two weeks. But I haven't seen him in probably, geez, I'll say seven or eight years. And my son's going to, just by chance, is going to be going rollerblading with him tomorrow. So I asked Hunter if he would bring the flag to him. And he said yes. But then I called Tony and said, listen, I, I can have Hunter bring you the flag or you can drive to where I work to pick it up, which would be a 30, 40-minute ride on Monday or Tuesday. And he says, well, I really want to see you. So I'll just come up and get it when you're at work. So he's going to come up and see it. I grab it on Tuesday, and I'll actually get to see him for the first time in like seven or eight years, so it'll be pretty cool to see him. I'm, Kim and I are both very proud of him, and uh, he's a tremendous young man. So it's cool to see him. I'm glad to get that knocked out. And it's funny because I came down in the shop after finishing that, and I'm doing this, you know, looking around. I got, <laughs> I got other stuff, but I'm like, there was this big weight taken off my shoulders with that, island and i thought oh i can relax for a little while and then i get the phone call from my buddy johnny who gave me this kyle schwarber autographed bat like maybe 16 months ago to make a bat case you've had this thing for 16 months at least a year yeah if not longer that you need to maybe a year that and it was way down on the list because i had all those, I had like 50 flag orders I was waiting to do. You know what I mean? And other stuff. So he texted me and he called me and said, I want to give that to my brother for his birthday. I'm like, okay, when is it? Three weeks. Mm, shit. <laughs> like, I mean, to okay. be fair. No, I know. You I can't, had a year. <laughs> I can't argue and say anything. So I had to order Louisville Slugger Museum online, they, they make these clear acrylic bat holders. I think I told you about them. I ordered a set, and then I went to a little box I've had for like 10 years that I got mine in, and there's a brand new set in there that I didn't know I had. 
So I have them here. And then I bought red felt, or what do you call that stuff? It's not called felt. It's, there's a special word for it, the stuff that goes, flock, flocking. Oh, yeah, the flocking. So I bought red flocking. Um, I, I call it velvet. Okay. <laughs> it's like, so, suede, corduroy? I, I don't know. If, know. So I was going to ask you a question because I went to get the oak. I was going to get, I told you I was going to get um, maple today because the bat is maple, and I showed you the bat for those who <laughs> didn't see it. Um, so I wanted to just do a plain maple case, and I asked him if he wants a window or like a, a does he want a door to open on the case? So it's going to be roughly, the bat's 36, I think. Oh, it's 34. Say, he's swinging a 36-er? He should be because he's a big boy, but this is a 34. Yeah, like a 34, 31. 34, 32. Or it could be, oh, 32. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit heavier. So I like the just the clean maple look, right? So I wanted to I make the case like that. this. Well, they didn't have enough maple for me. So I bought red oak, and I think I'm just going to use like a poly on it and not a stain, maybe keep it clean. But my question to you was, I'm going to cut it tonight. First of all, I know this is bad. I bought the wood today, and I'm going to cut it today, and you should never do that. It's only been in my shop for a few hours. It should be in the shop for like two weeks so it can acclimate. But since it, it's probably kiln-dried because it's surfaced four sides already, I'm going to hope it doesn't warp on me bad. You should be fine. Oops. I mean... So... My question to you is, as I make this box, right, the back, bottom, top, and two sides, I don't know if I'm going to just butt join it with glue and brad nails, or should I cut the 45s in each piece of wood and then tape them? You know how you tape them together? So maybe. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm afraid to do that with wood I just bought. I might try it on a piece of pine that I have laying around just to, like, mock up a small one because I want to make sure the interior of the box is six inches deep, which means the outside is going to be seven and a half because you got three-quarter inch in the back and three-quarter inch face frame on the front. So, But I want the inside to be six inches, and I want the certain height to be. So my question to you is because I've never done these kind of joints before, the ones where you just – Miter 45s and put the pieces together. Yeah, where you just like bevel everything and then fold it in on each other. Yeah, so I would just add an inch and a half to the width of the wood and then cut the 45s on the table saw, and then the inside interior should be the six inches I want, right? Basically, that's simple. I would think so. Okay, and then you just lay it all out on the table and curl it up like with tape? Yeah, the only... the only thing that's going to be a pain in the ass is you have to cut, you have to bring the sides up one way and then sides up from the other way. Just the yeah, it's going to versus, have a bottom versus the back. like say like a hexagon right. shelf where you it's just kind of roll it up. So it's going to have I mean, the two sides, the top and bottom and back, and then the face frame. I'm going to build separately, and then I have to put plexiglass in that in the face frame. What or if you, what if I butt join it with um, Craig screws and I put the felt on the inside and you don't see the screws? You do that. What if you kind of did a hybrid of that, right? You kind of, if you butt joint the back on, but then the sides are mitered in the corners. So that way when you're looking at it, right, it has a nice mitered look to it instead of butt jointed together. But the back is connected, but either with a butt joint or you could wrap it out a groove. I thought about rabbiting. I think that would look pretty good. I thought about the sides the bottom and the top all put a 
three quarters of an inch in, a rabbit all the way around, the sl- and it sits on the back. You know, the back slides yeah. into that. And then I have a three. He wants me to be. He wants it to be able to hang on the wall, so I have to put a French cleat on the back. Mm-hmm. So that would allow the French cleat to sit recessed inside the back of it. And yeah, then I think that would can work hang pretty it. well. So, but that would be butt joints, though, right? Well, Unless just I, the back. So if you did, right? So you think of it in in two pieces, right? You have your your walls, right? right. For, yeah. If you miter those together, oh, okay, like the octagon. Then you do thing. the then you do the rabbit around the back, and then your back plate sits in that. Oh, so it'll be recessed into the back. Yes, but then you need a little bit on each side. Of you the, wouldn't. Oh, you just rabbit the three quarters of an inch in from the end of the piece of wood. Yeah, I you just you. wrap. Like a three-quarter inch groove. Right, and it drops down in. And it drops right in there. It's, right. it's flush with everything else. Yeah. And then, and then you nail can just it and glue. do the, well, the glue alone would be fine. It would give you plenty of strength because that's not going to be, like, insanely heavy. Like, the box is going to be heavier than the bat. Yeah, and the box is going to be oak. So 30. Yeah, and then you, and then you can put the, the cleat on it, and it'll sit just fine. I think I'm going to do it, like, the inside will be 36 inches, so there'll be an, Little inch, bit of buffer. an inch on each side. And then, um, okay. That's an idea. Thanks. I didn't, I, you know, I haven't taken a long time to plan this out. I d- did a little drawing, but I have to cut it all tonight. It'd be nice if I yeah. could cut it and get it glued. And then I bought um, a cool round magnet. Not an earth, not a rare earth magnet, but you drill um, with a Forstner bit, drill into the, like the cabinet itself, sink this in there, and then the other one goes in the Forstner bit inside the face frame of the door. The door is going to be basically a face frame with glass, and that so when it closes down, it, it'll stick. And I bought okay. three small hinges. I'm not going to mortise them in or anything. I'm just going to put them up on top, and then a small handle in the middle, basically. So he'll be able to lift it up when he wants to get the bat out. And then the red flocking inside. Other question was, only f- put red flocking on the back, or should I also do the sides? I would do just the back. Okay. And then you could even put like a little LED strip on the top. I thought about that, but... If you want to get like super fancy and like apologize for taking a year and a half. <laughs> I know. I'm, I don't even know what I'm going to charge them for this yet because like the materials alone, probably around 200 bucks just for the the wood and the bat holders and the hinges and all the other bullshit. So I don't know how much I'm going to charge them. Because normally, if my materials are $200, this is a $600 gift. Yeah. That's how I do it. But I can't charge them $600 after a year and a half. (laughs) Yeah, that might be a tough pill to swallow. I might just do it for experience and just, just pay for the materials and you're done. We're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that would probably be what I did. And then I cut um, three pieces of poplar to 10 by 11 because I have to do three badges, engraved badges for the chief of the one police department. Two are for deputy chiefs from another police department. One's for him. So I cut them. I'm looking at them right now on the edge of the bench. And uh, yeah, they're kind of cupped a little bit, but they're not, they're going to be cut out of there. So I don't really care if the wood's kind of cupped. Yeah. 
I can clamp it down good enough on the CNC. And uh, but I was thinking of running it through the the planer just to. Do you put the opposite? I have a sled I made. If you're to do that, do you I put the cup side up? I think you do it smiley face. Okay. All right. Well, hold on, because you'd have to shim it. So you might have to actually go frowny face to shim it, so it's not going to move. I, I I'll have to I'll have to figure it out. If it starts, uh, there's a there's a YouTube video. If it doesn't start engraving properly at the same depth for the whole star, then it's an issue, right? If yeah. one side's really dark, deep, and the other side's not, then I'd have to cut another piece and try all over again. But I didn't have any black spray paint gloss spray paint. I ran out, so I've had those cuts since last week, just sitting here, sanded them and everything, waiting to be painted. So today I picked up the paint while I was at Menards. Um, oh, so that's me with the the shop. I received a hate speech message on my YouTube channel about uh, I did I've been putting shorts on YouTube, and I get like. 1,600 views, which is pretty good for most of them. And some guy, I did one of making a red line flag, or I mean a blue line flag. And he wrote, way to make a divisive, disrespectful, offensive piece of shit that desecrates our American flag. So I reported him for hate speech. First of all, fuck face. It's art. It's not a flag. It doesn't violate flag code. So you can take your little comment and your hateful attitude and you can go take a really long walk off a really short cliff. You fuck. Thank you. So that kind of pissed me off today. Um, I shot the video for the lock install. For Brightify. And oh, you know, the, like the little like, electronic one? Yes. With the codes? With the codes. So it only took me about three hours to change out the deadbolt into the push-button lock, and then they give you a decorative handle for the bottom handle, which doesn't have a lock. Okay. It's, I feel like that's longer than it would normally take you, but I've, I've honestly never changed out a deadbolt. Well, the deadbolt wouldn't have taken that long. The whole thing doing it together, right? Take apart my door. Yeah. And then put everything together with the new door. Now, so that's, I got the deadbolt. So on one side is the brains and the battery, and then the outside is the keypad. Mm-hmm. And then the inside you have, you can manually close the deadbolt. And then below it is the, the decorative handle, because the, the handle has no lock system. So my yeah. front door is also set up that way. I only had a deadbolt, and then I had a decorative handle below with the thumb button. Yeah, yeah. And then it mounts to the bottom. So it's up here, and then the handle comes out, and it mounts to the bottom of the door. Yeah. The one I had was really nice, nickel-plated, and it mounts to the outside of the door with just a self-tapping screw. This one's all, like, powder-coated black and square, and then the inside handle's black and square. And the hole that you have to put a screw from the inside to, the, to hold the bottom of the handle in, not my other one, it's screwed on, on the outside. The new handle covered up the old screw, but now I have a new hole on the inside of the door with a black nut, yeah. Which matches the handle, of course, above it. Which isn't a, the door's a piece of shit. It's from like the eighties. It's a <laughs> it's an insulated door, steel door, it's all banged up. It should be replaced. So I put this thing together, it took a few hours, I programmed it, two different codes, one for the code that we're going to use, and then I was gonna do one birthday code for each of us. The whole birthday. 
Yeah. You can go up to eight numbers or something. And I, and I put one in for my wife's and then thought, that's dumb. As a police officer, security-wise, anyone could publicly look up any of our birthdays and might guess that might be a code on your door. Yeah. Warning to people, don't do that. So I deleted that one. So I give everyone the code. This is the code. Beep, bop, boop, bop, boop, bop, boop. And I also set it to self-close in, an, in 30 seconds. Oh, no, 60 seconds after you leave. Because this is what I get all the time. Kids walk out the door, close the door behind me, or lock the door behind me, and they leave. So sometimes people, we forget to get up and go lock the door. Yeah. So this you can set up to from zero to 900 seconds or something. It's ridiculous. You can have a long time. I set it for a minute. So when I tested it, you just, as you, if you unlock it, open the door, and then close the door, and wait a minute, it locks itself. That's pretty cool. What's not cool is the door isn't seated, like, exactly tight, as tight as possible. So it goes, because it, it can't get all the way into the hole. <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah. So that's the first problem. Okay. And then I gave everyone the code. Well, that's not, no. that's not on them, though. No. So then... I go to bed, and then Kim and Hunter go out, and I get up, and she says, that effing door lock, <laughs> we can't get it to work. And I'm like, this is the code, blah, 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 blah. She goes, it ain't working. So I go over to the door, beep, bop, boop, bop, boop, eh, error code. I'm like, wait a minute. Beep, bop, boop, bop, boop, eh, error code. Type in the factory setting, one, two, three, four, eh, door opens. I'm like, all right, this ain't good. <laughs> So I'm going to have to fix this. It was on the door for 12 hours, and it lost the memory. So I was going to fix it last night, got too busy editing that podcast or editing that video because I have to release it tomorrow on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to it tonight. So I didn't fix it yet. So now it's if anyone wants to stop by. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Only right, a dummy would leave. on the table. I'm on my way. It's like. Mel Brooks and uh, Spaceballs or whatever the hell that movie is. What's the combination to your, your briefcase? One, two, three, four. Only an idiot would have a, you know, whatever that whole scene is. So I'm very disappointed. And in the video, I specifically said at the end, my thoughts on the lock are, we'll see. I'll do a review in like four months. And then I, like you and I discussed a little while ago, that ain't going to play because if I got to re- reprogram it and then it goes out again, I got to take it all off and I'm throwing it away. Do you have any idea why it like defaulted back to the factory setting? Like did no the battery come loose? Four did, brand I mean, new batteries and they're all tight in there. I'm going to, you need a master code and then there's a personal code. Like if you came over, I can give you your own code and you can store okay. up to 50 different codes in it. So I can make, you know, Brandon's code is 1867, whatever the hell. And then you, every time you come and visit me, you can get in my house doing that. Um, so I put two codes in it and neither one of them work. So Jeez. just the factory one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release the video. And then if I have to take this thing apart, I'm going to do a follow-up video in a week. And the, here's the bad part about I, I saved my original lock system, of course. Yeah. But now I'm going to have a hole in the door. Where the, yeah. So how do, it's a steel door. How do I fill that? Just put a screw in it on each side to bolt. Weld. Fill it with a weld. <laughs> yeah, 
don't have know, a welder man. in my house. It sounds like you're going to have to get a brand new door. Well, I do need a brand new door eventually. We need a whole new door. All right, package. there's your excuse. But I don't you have the money for it. You should also reach out to the company and say, hey, I'm having this issue too. Oh, that, way, that way you give them the fair of chance of like, hey, let's make this right. I'm going to reprogram it. And if the same thing happens again, I'm going to send them an email saying, it's forgotten the memory code. Two times, I'm taking it off my house, my door. And then I'm walking through Menards today looking at all their, you know, push-button locks. And they're all, yeah. like, over $200. I'm sure this lock system is not $200. Well, what, what's, the, what's the brand? It's Brightify. Brightify. Let's see here. It's spelled spell common that. spelling. Bright. Bright. I-Fi? I-Fi. <laughs> Let's see. They have a bunch, I guess. Brightify lock. Well, that's the company. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things on here. <laughs> Shop Brightify on Amazon. Let's see if I can find this lock system for you people. Here it is right here. Electronic keypad deadbolt. This is it. This is actually it right here. The front door handle itself was six fifty six dollars, but the whole the whole kit, which would be the deadbolt keypad lock, keyless entry lock, keyed entry auto lock, door lock with handle, front door handle sets, anti. You don't got to read the whole thing. How much is it? One sixty. <laughs> I should okay. have gotten in satin nickel because that's what I had before. But one hundred and sixty dollars. This is exactly what I got. You can get just the keypad deadbolt for fifty-two bucks. What are the uh, What did the reviews look like? Uh, easy to install. Th- one three and a half stars. Fingerprint out of five. Yeah, lock feature three out of five. Battery life three out of five. Um, I don't anti-peeping password design. Whatever the hell that oh, means. Oh, well, that's good. Um, does it also have like a key override? So like say the batteries die yeah. while you're out and about. They give you a key that looks like it came in a Cracker Jack box. Okay. It's metal. <laughs> it's not a lot of cut teeth in it, but it opens. Well, no, I'm just saying like yeah, as you long as you can. But then you have, have to just key. carry a key on you as well. But yes, it has the key. Well, wouldn't you normally have to just carry a fucking key on you? <laughs> no, I come in my garage door. <laughs> okay, but if you wanted to use your front door and yeah. you wanted to use your lock, you would still need the key. Yeah. They should have sent me these pictures because I could have put them in the video. Yeah, well. They didn't, so. You get what you pay for. I got it for free. Exactly. I was supposed to install it within three weeks of getting it, and it took two months. (laughs) Okay. But that's it. Um, If anybody wants to see the video, it's out there by the time you're listening to this. Please... Watch the video, give it a thumbs up, give me a comment on, ask me how it's working, and I'll let you know in the comments. Uh, (laughs) I'll be honest. So that was done. That video is going to post tomorrow. i got to finish loading it up tonight when we're done here. I'm going to edit the podcast and then load up the YouTube video, and then I'm going to get to work on that bat thing. So I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. All right. You ready to go? Yeah, I had Portillo's for breakfast. Nice. It was nice. I went to Menards and then Portillo's. That's a good day, man. Right? That's a real good day. Yeah. It's the third time in a week I've had Portillo's. I had, that, 
That's potentially problematic. I had a burger one <laughs> night. I had the beef the next night, and today I had a they hot got dog. Burgers? Oh God, dude, charbroiled burgers, oh, so right. good. And today, Chicago style hot dog and a tamale. Very good. Love a good tamale. Yeah. All right. So uh, I don't know the next episode that's going to be sponsored by uh, Driverback. It'll be soon. Hopefully I can get in it, touch with them. It will not be episode 50 because episode no. 50 will be brought to you by. Who? Us. You and oh, me. Me and you. Okay, good. Morazzo Woodworking and Full House Woodworking. Yes. And Morazzo Woodworking. Yes. And I'll let you know when Surf Prep starts sponsoring stuff. She's going to get back Sweet. to me this week. All right. Uh, if somebody wants to send a question that's not involved in a giveaway, Brandon. What shall they do? Well, you can send your questions, giveaway or not, to fullhousewoodworking at gmail.com. You can also send Mike or myself a DM, or you can send the show a DM on the Instagrams at Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. Hey, wait, hold on. Do we have a question? No. I thought there was a question. David, oh, you want me to read David's question? Yeah, sure. Let's read David's question. I feel like we owe him at least. You know, I'm just going to send him a driver back system. No, he doesn't get. No, he has to enter the contest and abide by the rules just like anybody else. Well, then you're just gifting him a driver back. It is not affiliated with the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast. No, it will be. It just won't be affiliated with the sponsor. No, it will not be. It won't be be sponsored. No, it will not be. Nope. Nope. It's a gift from Mike Morazzo right. of Morazzo Woodworking. I do have to make to gifts David Franklin. for our our guests. And I was thinking, I'm going to throw in one of my shirts. I'd also like to order some of our handcuffs and sawdust shirts. I have that one that I got from Sticker Mule that's actually pretty nice. So I was going to order a few of them. It was a trial for like 10 bucks. I don't think they're going to sell me the rest of them for 10 bucks. But I doubt it. Probably not. That's the get. I'll give you the heroin for free at first. And then you well, come yeah, back the first tomorrow. one's always free. Right. All right. So Why don't we well, hold on. Like, let's let's use Printful. Right. Let's because you remember the coffee mug, right? Yeah. That I showed you the mock-up of. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that? Be easy peasy. Then all, right. all we have to do is just order it. Okay. We don't have to actually make it. Because I like and to take send away one from the time that neither one right. of us actually. Has. I'd like to send one to coffee, you know, and David Miller, all of our bow, yeah, on all the guests we've had, JP. Brian. Brian, yeah. So, all right, we'll do that. And then I want to start having some fans on, like David Franklin. And we can ask. We him. have one fan. Then we can ask him a question. We have two. Mar- we, Marty's one of the other super fans. He, uh, how, and how many questions has he sent in? I think one. Okay, he is not a super fan. He is a fan. Uncle Harold's a super fan. Uncle Harold has sent in nothing. <laughs> I don't even know that he actually exists. Okay. How do I know it's he not just an extra Facebook, Facebook profile? I, I don't yeah. know that it's actually him. Okay. If, haven't you ever seen the show Catfish? Yes, I've seen that show. Okay. He's not catfishing exactly. you, though. I don't know that. It could be you catfishing me. Well, that's possible. I do like I'm to catfish create, people. I'm going to create a profile for Bob Sacamano. <laughs> Bob Sacamano. He's crazy, Seinfeld you know. fans will understand that he got, he's kicked in the out head. there. <laughs> And then Jimmy, because Jimmy would make a Jimmy jumps high. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is what David says. Why I want it, why he wants a driver back system. Who wouldn't want this amazing piece of engineering? The person who made this must have worked for NASA. Not only will I no longer lose all of my bits, but I'm going to almost look as cool as Dirty Harry when I'm speed loading my bits. Why I deserve it? One of the many questions the universe has. <laughs> One can only hope that the spinning wheel shall choose my name as a worthy tribute. Oh, question for the week. Here's another question. So you didn't even read the whole damn email. No, because I said we'd do it later, and we're doing it later. Yeah, this is later. What's up with this new Instagram format? I don't like it. What about you guys? So I don't know if I've missed something with Instagram. Um, yeah, I don't The format of which he speaks. But here's what I'll tell you about my Instagramming um, of late. Today I posted a video that has 15,000 plays. Yesterday, I posted a video that has 9,600 plays. And then the one previous to that had 10,000 views. And the one I did of the CNC with the stars being cut out, that's 15 seconds long, 23,000 views. I've never had this much success on Instagram in my life. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. But it's so last week I did a couple I did a couple of reels. We all know how big I am in the real game. Yeah. Um so I posted one where it was like, you know, coming into the sign that's all glued up and then coming out. Yeah. And you see it. That has uh 4391 plays as of right now. Nice. Which I was like, dude, that's so cool. Like that right. many people? That's crazy. Then I posted another one the following day of Lazy Susan spinning. Yeah. That's all it was. 3,725. I know. <laughs> like, what the hell? That's good, I don't though. I get it. Because I'm, I'm picking up followers, too, uh, this past 10 I'm not, days. I'm not picking up followers. But, like, even the spinning, the spinning Lazy Susan. Yeah. 161 likes. That's awesome. The, si- the sign, 32. <laughs> People like <laughs> this, shit that just this, repeats. This it's makes no mesmerizing. sense. Mesmerizing, yeah. I don't understand. See, this is why this is why I get so frustrated with social media. Because like for a while there, I was really trying, and just like nothing would happen. And then right. like the other day, I was like, I'll post a couple reels. I've posted maybe four. I've been posting nothing but reels lately of Instagram because apparently like this that's the new thing is they don't want the actual posts with pictures and all that shit. They want reels. Whatever. I'll play your game. So I just posted them just kind of haphazardly. Not I don't care about trends. I don't care about any of that other shit. Just posted it. And like that, th- those are the results. This is why I don't do it more. That Looking at that stupid CNC star video thing. 23,000 views? Holy don't shit. It's, it. it's 15 seconds long. It's four stars cutting out on the CNC. But hey, yeah, I think I, whatever. And I've gained... Okay, I've gained maybe like 10 followers in the last week. Oh, good. I'm sitting at, at 1,899. All right. Getting close to two, two grand. I would, dude, I've been sitting at 1,800 for a while. I would love yeah. to get to 2,000. I'd love to get even higher, but I just, I, I, I'm not going to take the time to post every single fucking day. It's just, I don't have it in me. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I, yeah. I skip quite I, a bit. I have a, I have a job that takes up enough of my time. I just don't know how many of my friends have gone from. When I, when I met them and we got to talking and stuff, we're on the same to being like 
30, 40, 50,000 followers, and I'm still at 3,200. I don't know how that works. Well, I, 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 I love seeing good people succeed. Yeah, so it's great. I, love I just don't know like how it works. Seeing David Franklin, or not David Franklin, uh, David, David Miller, Miller for yeah. the longest time. Like, he and I were kind of like neck and neck with the follower account. I was at 35,000. And then he just kept posting reels. Yeah. Oh. And it was like every day and like good on him because he has absolutely exploded. And oh, yeah. In my opinion, there's very few people who deserve it more. Uh, same thing with Matt Voltner. Like he was kind of like chugging along, just kind of like it looked like steady growth and then switched to reels and then just. Yeah, like people like the quick, um, you know, Brian, Brian and. Uh, Help me out. Taylor. Tyler. Tyler. Brandon, Brian and Tyler. I have a nephew named Taylor and a and you, Brandon, so I get confused. Um, they said that if you listen to their podcast, Maker Made Podcast, your reels should be 15 seconds, no longer than 20, and just quick edits, and then that's what's going. So those guys know what they're talking about, so I've been trying to stick to that format. And so far, it's been working. You can't really learn much in a short reel like that. I liked, We joined this community so we can learn some stuff from following people. And oh, look how he's doing that. And look how he's doing that. And look what that person made. That's cool. Now I'm getting a reel for 20 seconds. And like, I'd like to see more of that. But oh, wait, it's over. So whatever. So I've kind of shifted to where if I want to learn something, I go to YouTube. And I've used, I've started using Instagram because uh, I have like my own personal profile that's like for like friends and family and all that yeah. stuff. And then I have my woodworking one. Um, I have found myself using the woodworking one more and more just as um, I just the more time I've spent on in this community, the more and more these people are becoming like friends. Right. So I use it as just like, oh, that's a really cool thing you did. If I want to know more about it, I'm going to watch your YouTube video. Right. Yeah. Because it seems like 90 percent of the people have also the YouTube half. Yeah. I don't. I probably won't. It's a lot of work to do both. And yeah. And I just, I like, I have no interest in video editing. See, I love it. seems really hard. Stuff. It's not. See, and I, yeah, I have no interest in it. It seems really hard and difficult and I don't want to learn it. That's, that's a valid point. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you, you did all that. We said our saids. Like, subscribe, yeah. share, comment. If, if you feel we've earned it, subscribe, like it. If you think somebody else might like it, show it to them. Yes, please. If you got something out of it, let us know. If you think we suck, let us, let know. us know. But be nice. But, right? but just let like, us know. Don't be a dick. Just let us know. Hey, guys, I don't think it's working. Try this. Be, come with a solution, not, not just, just a the problem. problem. Be safe in the streets and on the, sh- on the streets and in the shop. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Peace. Deuces. Nice. Jamming out with a guitar solo. Uh, That looked pretty real. I almost actually hit it a couple times. (laughs) I hit the mic again. Yeah. So I started a... I started a Yelp page for my business. For what? Oh. For Marazzo Woodworking. Yelp for business. So I wanted to ask my client who sent me that nice email, 
if she'll allow, if she can post some pictures with a nice feedback on Yelp for me. I'm sure she'd and be I happy to. I did a Google one. So if you search Google search Moraza Woodworking, it comes up. Um, all cool. that kind of stuff. I've been trying to do all that. All right. Um, you should just retire and make this a full-time thing. Stop. Oh, speaking of retiring and job interviews, not apparently he's not going to make the show. Um, so I went to the job interview on Wednesday. I know you shut your lights off already. but uh, So I walked in. Now, this was for a police services technician for video stuff. Okay. All right. Video evidence and management and storage and all that stuff. So I go in there, and uh, there's a round robin, two deputy chiefs, I think a lieutenant and the HR woman. First thing I said to them was, hey, you guys just poached a rookie from us because they just took our rookie who's quitting and going to their department. <laughs> I said, he's a chef, you know, so make sure he cooks for you because he never had a chance to cook for me. And they started laughing. He's a chef? I go, yeah, he's a chef, like a chef chef, classically trained chef or whatever. So we get into the questions, and, you know, the first one, uh, maybe the first one from her is, so tell us about your education and training. I'm like, First of all, on my resume, my education's on my resume, right? Associates, bachelor's, master's, all that shit. Training records available upon request. My training records, Brandon, after 23 years, are quite extensive. Literally, pages of training we've had, right? You know the training you get. Yeah. So extrapolate that for 23 years. I said, so I said to her, well, I degree, this degree, that degree. I said, you know, I went to Chicago Police Academy in 99 and I became a certified field training officer in this date and a certified evidence technician and a certified fire investigator and a certified truck investigator, all this stuff. And I'm like, much more training that I don't have because I didn't think I was going to, that I, I can't list off the top of my head. There's just way too much to list. She's like, okay, next guy asks the question. So um, tell us about your experience with uh, these kind of cameras and software and stuff. And I go, I got none. We don't have cameras. <laughs> I said, I'm an evidence guy. And nowhere, Brandon, in the job description did it say, must have experience with this camera system and that camera system. And he goes, you know, have you, it's body-worn cameras, car cameras, drone cameras. I don't have any of that experience. I said, okay, next, next question, <laughs> something or other, which actually I was able to answer. And then this guy your, your uh, resume says this police department, then that police department, and then back to this police department. Now, I left off my ComEd stuff because this is just a law enforcement resume. I've been working for like, is it 40 years now? I can't put all that stuff on a resume. So he goes, can you explain that? And I told him, yeah. I left in 2014. My mom was ill. I went back to ComEd, which isn't on my resume because I worked there for 12 years prior, and they asked me to come back to the company and run their safe driving company or section. And then I said, when my mom passed, she told me I quit, and she was right, so I came back to law enforcement. It wasn't working out at the last police department, so I came back to mine because it's, it's home, you know. He's like, okay. So what would you, the first 30 days be with this system? And I'm like, learning this system? I go, do you have someone that's transitioning out, or is it just open now and you're waiting to fill it with someone that has experience in that exact field? Because I'm an evidence guy, so I would treat it as evidence because it is evidence. I know all the rules of evidence. I know how to store evidence. I know how to you know, talk about evidence in court. I know how to do all that stuff. And he said, yeah, we have someone that could help. And I said, I, you know, how would you 
learn about our system. I said, well, as you guys know, when you get your master's degree, it's nothing about nothing but research. I know I can do a lot of research. I've got friends in 60 police departments that could, that, that could help me out. I'm sure that do some of it. So I left there and just, first of all, it was at 10 in the morning and I'd been up since the previous day. Not only, it was, it was a horrible situation. I drove home. I was tired. I felt like I should have just taken a shit on the desk and walked out because I'm not going to get the job. And then I said, <laughs> hey, it would have been memorable. I pissed her off. I'm like, she said, okay, you can ask your questions. Okay. My first question was, um, are you guys considering anybody from your own department? Now, to me, that's a valid question. Now, yeah. they're only interviewing five people. So once again, I made it to the top of their applications, right? Five for this one, only four for that Northbrook job, and only eight out of 230 applicants for the Elmhurst job. So I'm getting the interview. Apparently, I'm not doing enough in the interview. But the Elmhurst people told me that they had a guy that applied that was going to be retiring soon. Hmm, who's that job going to? I'm not an idiot. So that's what I asked her. And she got all pissed off and like, well, what are you saying? That I wouldn't allow our own workers? I said, no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Don't, don't take it the wrong way. I'm just wondering if this job's open to everybody in the police department as well. So then she went on to some other thing to get off subject. And then she said, okay, we'll let you know by Friday. I'll, I'll be your main point of contact via email. And then I, I was kind of pissy because one, I was tired. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> So you're going you're gonna to email me either way. Like, I got it or I don't got it. And she said, yes. And I'm like, what a concept. And I, th- and I said, because the last two places didn't do that. There's nothing. I said, communication is great, <laughs> and I love it. And I think, I don't know if she thought I was making fun of her for saying that, but I was just more mad at the last two departments, you know what I mean? That don't fucking send you an email yeah. saying you didn't get the job. They just ghost you. Right. So then as we're walking out, she was pissy. And I'm like, listen, I didn't mean to upset you about asking you if you were allowing other applicants from here. I said, because to me, that makes a ton of sense. If you have a a guy in this department that's retiring and already knows this, it's a perfect job for him. And she said, no, I I didn't understand your question, and that would be a perfect job. I said, okay, thanks. And I fucking left. And then there was a guy in the lobby. I saw a guy walk out before me, old dude, another old dude in the lobby waiting as, as I walked out. So... And didn't hear anything on fucking Friday. Surprise. So maybe I'll hear Monday. I don't know. But I just send her an email like, hey, remember when you said that you were going to email me either way? Right. If this goes like longer and I don't hear back and they actually, I'm going to do that because fuck them. What, what the hell is that? Yeah, this might fuck it. So anyways, that's, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure I'll still be at my department until next spring. <laughs> 